This is how it's going to start. Welcome to the live tape corral house, home of everything you've ever asked for or needed or wanted. It's a big old giant bucket. Step on inside and take a squish. Shimmy on down to the bottom and find whatever you need. Hey everybody, it's um, this is Life to Tape. This is also uh, also known as the cough strap. Uh, that special place, it's a strap you can tie around your waist uh, to stop you from coughing. I know it sounds like it's an invention I just made up, but it's real. This is Daddy's Big Red Truck, only here on the Executive Buffet. We're pulling into the Pump House, and the Pump and Munch restaurant is ripping and roaring, and the steaks are sizzling with eggs being cooked at the right temperature by someone who's friendly but large. Physically imposing but friendly. Is there anything better than that? I don't think there really is much better than that. Here we are. So, thanks for being here. If you could, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Go ahead and do it. Also, we've got a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape. Come on by. We've got goodies and extras and all kinds of stuff. Also, check me out on Twitch. I'm there a couple times a week. It's twitch.tv slash just my nickels spelled wrong. Just look up Johnny Pemberton on Twitch. Don't. It's it's gonna get changed. Yeah, I know. It'll get changed. Don't worry about it. Oh, what else I gotta tell you? Um, you know, I'm wearing a blindfold right now. To be perfectly honest, I thought I would try this out, see if it inspired me to say different stuff. Um, it's fun. Ideally, I'd like to be in a pitch black dark room. When's the last time you were in a fully? fully black like can't see your hand in front of your face can't see a little led on the corner that's the thing all these all these powered items now are like they're just everywhere everything has a light on it it's like hey i know you're plugged in i need a fucking light on all the time man it's just the light pollution in my home <sighs> we have a saying for them we call them mcgills because of uh it's reference to Better Call Saul, Jimmy McGill, his brother, who uh, <clears throat> is allergic to electricity. He gets it. I just am tired of all these freaking little lights poking in everywhere. I went through a crazy ordeal just trying to get some shielding on our street light. Because this, this freaking, they put in these LED street lights, and now it's pumping out this blue light into the backyard, fucking with my plant's photo cycle. 
when you tell these people that, you tell them like that's what you need, they think you're a fucking loon if you're like, okay, we get it. You had a little row with the, the DWP, okay? Don't you have a sponsor for this episode? You're right. Sorry. Yes, I do. I don't want I'm just going off there. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is brought to you in part by Herb Sciences. That's U R B Sciences, also known as Herb Natural. What is that? Um, let me tell you about that, okay? Herb Natural creates a distinctive microbial fertilizer product that you can use all throughout your garden. I'm gonna just read you right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you right now here what this is, okay? It's a microbial inoculant for stimulating crop production. And it contains multiple, that's multiple, phylogenic groups of organisms with complementary functionalities and noticeable effects from seed to final flush. This is, Big time science here. This isn't just like NPK, nitrogen, potassium, other thing, fertilizer. This is, uh, I'm telling you, this stuff is absolute goddamn rocket fuel. It's been university tested. It is incredible stuff. I've used it in my garden for the past year on everything. Everything I put into my tomatoes, my okra, my basil, chives, everything I grow. And, and the weed and the weed plants obviously I put it in there and it's this is it creates this environment this stuff is such high science that it's it's beyond my ability to explain to you just how well this stuff works it's incredible it takes a very small amount you can use it in all types of applications and foliar feeding you can use it in soil soilless hydroponic systems everything containers, all kinds of stuff. It's incredible. And it's super powerful. It has all these incredible, uh, these bacteria, a cocktail of bacteria that allows for your plants to access all these micronutrients that they wouldn't previously be able to. It's, it's just, it's crazy how well this stuff works. So go to herbmicrobes.com. That's U-R-B microbes that's m-i-c-r-o-b-e-s dot com and enter the promo code live to tape that's l-i-v-e-t-o-t-a-p-e for 10 percent off that's 10 percent off everything you order you can get a lot and get a little i would get a lot because you can use it throughout your entire garden now's the perfect time of the year to do it too perfect time because if you fertilized early on in the spring that stuff's going to be wearing out by now and even if it's not this enhances the bioavailability of your fertilizer to such an incredible extent. I really can't recommend this enough. Um, yeah, it, this stuff is just, this is the forefront of science here. Michael Pollan said it best years ago. Like This is over 10 years ago. He said that the greatest minds of botany and horticulture right now are working in the arena of marijuana. And that's where this stuff comes from. It comes from science dedicated to increasing yields but here's the thing about it here's the thing it, you can use it for everything because all plants love the same thing if you're creating a if you're growing vegetables if you're growing something that has a product this is what you need you gotta get this stuff herbmicrobes.com the promo code is live to tape that's just L-I-V-E T-O-T-A-P-E tell them I sent you tell you I, I growed you here, okay? Check it out. Herb Microbes. Thanks, y'all. Wow, that's pretty damn incredible right there. I'm looking at this article on their uh, website. 
40% increase in wow. yield while reducing chemical nitrogen fertilizer by 44%. That's like witchcraft. What in the hickety hell? That, that ain't nothing to shy down about. Uh -huh. Okay, talk about your tour dates now, okay? Can we do that? Let's change up the music, Well, please. yeah, I was planning uh, on it. Okay. DJ? Great, thank you. A new music, please, right now. All right, okay, here we go. You've already heard these, but I'm going to say them again for the last time because it's Amy's, my guest today, Amy Miller. Uh, we're going to be Alameda Comedy Club, July 15th. July 18th, we'll be at Gasser Garden in San Francisco. July 19th, at Greater Purpose Brewing in Santa Cruz. July 22nd, the Willamette Valley Comedy Club in Salem. July 23rd and 24th, the Siren Theater in Portland, Oregon. July 25th, Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle. That's Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle. I think we're doing two shows on July 25th. July 27th will be an Artifice in Las Vegas, or at Artifice in Las Vegas. July 29th, Chuckleheads in good old Bisbee, Arizona. Never been, excited to go. And July 30th, we'll, <laughs> July 30th, we'll be at Bumsteads in Tucson, Arizona. A lot of great shows. Come see us. Please come see us. It's going to be... It's going to be fucking rip-roaring. We talk about a bunch in the podcast here, but you know what? And I've talked about this before many times, is that uh, this is the time, you know? So we're going to have fun. These are going to be great shows. I just, I'm so excited and uh, so excited to see people. If you are a fan of the podcast at all, please, and you come to a show, please make yourself known after the show, okay? Make yourself known. Thanks so much. Um, great time. Good. Um, thank you so much for coming here. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get down to the meat of this here in the Executive Buffet on Daddy's Big Red Truck. I have a wonderful guest today. I've already said her name. Her name is Amy Miller. Brilliant comedian. Hilarious person. Wonderful perspective. Um, great at driving. Can run very fast downhill. Uh, has the ability to jump into a tree, uh, even if it has no branches, because she uses the leaves, some sort of a surface tension thing. She's also, I've heard her use a hand drill, like the kind they have in the early 1900s they use in the forestry. She's able to use those, no problem. Also, she has an extensive, extensive... How much longer are you going to talk, Turnstile. I saw these guys live years ago. Where? At some festival in Austin. Mm. The music fest. Like in Austin City Limits kind of like thing. A, like a fun, fun, fun fest, but it was, it was after that. Now it's a holiday. <laughs> Shit rips. Hardcore. I knew there was gonna be a drop, and I prepared myself for really? it emotionally. Oh yeah, I was ready. It sounds like Beastie Boys, kind of, right? But also like... His voice, yeah, a little bit. They're like... They don't have a, a genre. They're genre-less. These guys, these guys are punks. They're punks. Pop punk. These but are, it borders on a little bit like... Uh, Mr. Levels, crab what are you? Crabcore. Oh, yeah, it's Remember Crabcore? But Crabcore is Those not really... Those kids were getting down on the ground and walking like crabs, and it's, we were like, that's fine. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. <laughs> But they were doing crazy. Yeah. 
Embarrassing shit. This is the same genre, basically. It's hardcore, but it's modernized. Yeah, but they don't have... But the whole... Yeah, the crabcore thing was... My bangs are so far over my eyes. I can barely see, and now I'm walking like a crab. Hell yeah. I was not... I, I like was this into video. It. It's a great video. It's a new, their new single. It's a new single from Turnstile, everybody. I just found it about two hours ago. I'm into it. Yeah, it's fucking it's fucking. Yeah, tight. I guess it's pretty just... We're going to be blasting it in the car until it sucks. <laughs> We're definitely going to be blasting <laughs> it in the car. The song itself is is for sure pop punk, but I think that initial drop is like yeah. bordering on... That sort of. We don't do genres anymore. Remo. I don't, know. We don't do that. Amy. What kind of comedy do you do? Oh my god. <laughs> my I was thinking this the other day. I think that there's no such thing as alt comedy anymore. I think it's kind of yeah. The lines are so blurred. Which Even they though should you have, have called been. me, you have said I was, I'm a, I'm an alt comedian. That was a joke. I know. And it was a joke. Luckily, one of your fans did come after me. So listen, um, you got defended. But that's because. That's because they don't get it. I know. People don't get stuff I say sometimes. So. I know. That's the funniest yeah. thing, though, too, is when strangers, like, defend. Like, they don't know we're friends. Right. And they're like, fuck you, these off. you can't. And right. you're like, oh, we're just joking around between right. friends, but jump on in here. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that at all. Yeah. You can take your headphones off if you want. I like it. Really? Yeah. You're not into it? I think it's better off. Okay. I think it's better to have them off because that way it's like you're just, I don't know, should we put them back <laughs> should on? Should I throw them? It's weird to start with them on and then take them off. I know. That's why I felt. Okay, put them back on. All right. Okay, we're putting, we're putting them back on. We're putting on, them back folks. on. Um, but for yeah, I think time. also when, when for music, genre sort of went away because who listens to the radio? I mean, a lot of people still listen yeah. to the radio. But now it's just like you find shit where you find shit. Yeah. I do too. I love the radio. We're gonna get into some Radio's nice obscure AM stations in oh, Arizona and stuff. Oh, there, you can get Navajo stations out there. Oh, nice. You can get like the you drive through here. No, no, no. Oh, nice. Oh, that's the best. Or if we can stumble across any of those like radio flea markets. Mm. I mean, that's oh, the, those, those cool. shows that like the stern. Yeah. Guys always call into to prank these poor it's old like men. It's basically like Facebook the show because a lot of it's like, it's like it's literally like I have a washer mm -hmm. and I'm trying to sell this washer. It works. I'm pretty sure it works. I've only heard those. A and few then the times, guy's actually. always a thousand years old and he's like, "What are you selling it for?" <laughs> I've only heard this like, one time. You heard it a bunch. I've heard it a bunch, but a lot of it is in the context of the Stern show calling okay. in. Because I still listen to Howard Stern. Cause a lot of people do. I like it more than ever. You listen truly. to him for a long time? I took a long break. I mean, I did. I would watch the TV show, but it did get exhausting just a little bit of the misogyny. Um, and yeah. now he's just like a mellow old man. I love Robin. Always okay. been a huge Robin fan. I hear fan. the opposite from everyone. People are really? like, people are like, God, I can't stand her now. I people say that. Love Robin. People always are, have. People who are stern people. Yeah, and even they hate her now. I used to also listen. I, there was a long period where I just would only listen to the interview. Okay. Um, because the rest of the antics and shit, and I don't want to like hear about people getting stuff put up their asshole. And, yeah. How many um, times can you hear that? Yeah. Um, cause I do think he's one of the greatest interviewers ever. He's good. But I've serious now. I have the serious app. Did you, so my how options, much did you get it for? It's like 13 bucks a month. It's like you, nothing. You didn't talk him down to more, to less. 
I, I have done that. I've threatened to cancel, and they give you a couple. It's like Comcast, yeah. I'm going like, to try to get it for, because I have it until about July 11th, I think, of my you new have car. The, oh, in your truck. Yeah. I got Which we're not taking. Oh, no. I don't Unfortunately. Know. Yeah, I got it with a new car. And, uh, well, you can use the app when you're driving. That's all I do. Put it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, I have unlimited data. If I didn't, I couldn't do that. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I really rely on it. Because you can also download shows. Yeah. This is sponsored by SiriusXM. SiriusXM. We're on Sirius, <laughs> Sirius XM channel 75, the new wave. But my, my first go-tos are like Stern, the Bennington show, and music, especially 60s on 6. Love 60s on 6. Ooh, can't handle it. Too but, much Beatles. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. Uh, and just, all the Beatles derivatives. Just Willie's Roadhouse. Willie's Roadhouse is good. Love Willie's Roadhouse. Willie's Roadhouse is almost too good, I feel like. It's so... Well, also, it's sort of creepy at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, his channel and the Tom Petty channel, that they're still talking in, like, the interludes, you know? Tom like, Petty's it's still dead. them. Yeah, I know. But Willie's not dead. No, he's not dead, but, you know. He's, he's any minute. <laughs> I hope not. It's going to be bad when he dies. But the Tom Petty channel... It's strange because I'm like, yeah, you're Willie's not recording all these things live live anymore. I think they just oh yeah, they since one of the house and they're like, okay, ago. let's let's do all 400 of them for today. Yeah, but yeah, they still just have Tom Petty just casually talking in between songs, really? like, oh yeah, this guitar part, and I'm like, it's a ghost radio. How long ago did he die? He died, I think, 2016. Took him out in the big uh, death march of 2016. Who else was Prince in there? Uh. Bowie, right. Bowie yeah, Prince, okay, yeah, because those three were pretty close to each other. Or yeah. I remember it had only been like a maybe like a month, and then they were like, "Oh, Tom Petty's been hospitalized," and everyone was like, "No." How did he die? It happens in threes. Um, was he dead? He died of overdose or no? I don't think so. Because Prince did. Yes, so, in his elevator. Yes. Yeah, so who else died an overdose? Who was like really old to die of an overdose? Um. We just did Bowie. Well, the thing is, a lot of the time when they're old, yeah, I feel like the family doesn't, like it doesn't get out there that they OD'd. It's just like mysterious reasons or a heart condition. Yeah. But yeah, you know they're still getting fucked up. I don't know what happened to Tom Petty, actually. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know that much about him, actually. Was he a heroin guy? I don't think so. He looks like it. I know. He looks cool as hell. <laughs> <laughs> looks cool like he and was, slim. He was using... He looked like a skeleton. He looks yeah. like a human like skeleton. Like he's he just, might have been, and you just can't do. I mean, as we know, you can't do opiates here. for that many years because it just wrecks all your organs. Unless you're William Burroughs, and then you can't feel it. Well, unless you're like half the men over sixty in this country. What do you mean? <laughs> just taking pills. Oh, you mean like boner pills and stuff? No, opiates. Half the men, you think? Listen. That's just an estimate. Yeah, they're all taking opioids, you think? But the last 10 years was the first time the uh, life expectancy Mm-mm. for white men went down, and it's because of opiates. What do you mean it went down? Why? Because they're not doing it? Because they're doing pills. What do you mean? This Okay, so historically, right? white men... Well, white women have lived the longest in this country. Yeah. White men second. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time they have a higher death, like young death rate. They have the lowest life expectancy of any demographic in the U.S. White men do. Because of opiates. Well, here you go. On January 
2018. Oh, 18. Petty had a died oh. accidentally from a mixed drug toxicity combination of fentanyl, oxycodone, and acetylfentanyl. I guess it's still fentanyl. See? And de- despropyl fentanyl. I don't know. And t- temazepam, al- alprazolam, and citrocytocyto. Cytalopram, anti-antidepressant. Oh, so we were way off. 2018. 2018. Why did it feel like it was so back-to-back that I'm thinking of someone else? Yeah. But so many people died in 2016. It was like an avalanche. I think it was just a few people, but they were big enough to It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot of big ones. Because Prince, uh, Bowie did not die the same year Prince did, did he? They did die back-to-back. Because I was in Atlanta with Duncan doing the Laughing Skull... And I was on set with Son of Zorn when Prince. I was on when 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 Pen. When <laughs> when I, I got a, 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 an iron for sale. Prince died. It's twenty five dollars. You gotta come to Prince my house. Prince died twenty sixteen, and then Bowie died. Twenty sixteen. Bowie died, but I guess yeah, you're right. I, I guess Look up the death list of twenty sixteen. You know, what I just realized is multiple things can happen in a year. <laughs> I can be in many and different I places. And I had a birthday. Day. Yes. Let's look up the full list. Who died in 2016? Oh, you got Muhammad Ali. Oh, Prince, that's big. Patty Duke. Mm. Uh, Gene Wilder. That was a big one. Yep. David Bowie. Eli Wiesel. But he was ancient. He survived the fucking Holocaust. So. <laughs> Harper made. Lee. Also ancient. Mm. Arnold Palmer. Ancient. Mm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Refreshing. Yeah, some of these people are just like, John Glenn died at 95. You know, you don't die at 95. You just sort of like go to sleep. You just stop breathing for us for like half a second. It was like, an overdose <laughs> on pills, though. I heard that about John I, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> he was popping all those. It was a mixture. Alan Thick died of, at 69. Hi, welcome to the Death Cast. My name's Johnny. My <laughs> guest is Amy Miller, uh, also known as Army Myler. That's mm-hmm. how I say your name in my head all the time. I say Army. Myler, which doesn't make any sense. I enjoy it though. Carrie Fisher. That was That's huge. A, yeah. So Carrie Fisher's a big one because she was kind of young. She was sixty. And her mom died right, right after. That? I right think. Right after. Okay. She of, of a sadness. broken heart. Yeah, but Carrie was Carrie was a fucking party, party, party. I know she did it for a long, long time mm-hmm. and still got in that last Star Wars before she pieced out. Yeah. Respect. She was a big fan of this stuff. Diet Coke. <laughs> Actually, she, this is Coke Zero, technically. I worry sometimes about diet soda. I don't drink too much uh, of it's it. It's terrible. I never drink it. This but is like I a think, rare thing. Uh, it's trash. You know, they said Michael J. Fox, a lot of Diet Coke, a lot of cocaine. One of those, Michael J. I J. Think Fox probably was, contributes to oh, Parkinson's. Michael J. Fox also was, in, was a, a, a fall-down drunk. Yeah. He was drinking every day till he could till he passed out. Oh, he dang. was trying to kill himself with alcohol. Marty McFly. Yeah. I heard an interview with him. It's actually really interesting. He was like... Uh, I didn't realize he had such depth. Like he oh. was like, uh, yeah, he was almost dead. Like yeah. dead, like of uh, being fa- being dead of famous, being famous, like just partying to death. Yeah. Kind of like, I'm going to see how long I can do this for because I can. And he almost did it. I think the only thing that saved him was his wife or someone was like, hey, um, so do you want to die? Is that what you're doing? I don't remember. Or something like crap like that. Well, it's yeah. so if it's so common in your job too. Like, being a child actor, it's like being a wrestler. It's like, 
oh, I might as well party up because I'm not going to live past 55. Yeah. You know? It's like all, so hazard. many of his friends. Did you watch that uh, Kid 90 documentary? No. I don't watch any of the documentaries now. Oh. I stopped. Interesting. This past like six months or a year. I don't want to like, learn. Well, because they're all the same. It's always like, um, I don't know. I feel like they stopped being good for some reason. It was very good only because, and I didn't know this until I watched it. Right. Soleil Moonfry, Hunky Brewster. Okay. She, you know, I mean, she started acting at like four or five. Wow. And always had a camera with her. Video. Mm-hmm. Like early video. So she would just document everything and save all everything, letters, memorabilia. Um, so, and so, because so many child actors fucking die. Like she has just this like pile of bodies yeah. of people that she grew up with, other actors. Really? And she's got stuff and footage of all of them, so that's what that documentary is. Oh, okay. So it'll just be like little Punky Brewster and little Zach Morris, like hanging out, drinking, getting fucked up. Really? Yeah. Or like doing mushrooms and going to the beach and just like laying down. And she films the whole thing. How old were they? Um, like you know, eighteen probably okay. during the hard partying, yeah. seventeen, eighteen. Well, who died then? But besides- that's that shit. I love to see. Or just like, oh, you already documented it. Yeah. We're just showing a series of clips now. Because it's fun to see. I mean, it's also very sad. But but who else died? Because he, Zach Morris didn't die. No, he's doing, he's doing great. Okay. I listened to his podcast. He's a podcast? Yeah. It's what? about Say by the Bell. Oh, you're a Say by the Bell person? Huge. Okay. Why? I just didn't know. <laughs> it's Massive. Like, it's like knowing someone's into musicals or something. It's sort of like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, it. like it all adds up. I also love musicals. Well, because, I, you know, I was a Christian kid, and yeah. so there were a few things that I could watch without feeling guilty Say by the bell was one that of were them. still entertaining. I'm not saying it's good. But, yeah, when it was in syndication, I was in high school, I would, like, run home and watch, like, four episodes in a row on TBS, like, every day. I've seen them all. So many times. All my friends liked it's a it, terrible but I couldn't show. stand it. I don't know why I didn't like it. Because you're smart. I guess, but it wasn't <laughs> like, I wasn't smart. It was more just like I didn't, something about it I found to be cheesy. I think that's what I thought was cheesy. It's extremely cheesy, but that's yeah. what I enjoyed about it. I mean, I, I was watching that. it and like laughing at it being bad. I wasn't yeah. earnestly consuming it. How's the theme song of that go? Isn't it sort of It's a... Like, uh, oh, I'll say Oh, yeah. Name. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning and shit. I think I'll never make it all time. Ooh. Oh, I just hearing this makes me key, feel like... it was a... Uh, oh. It's all right. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. It's something about Zach Morris I just couldn't stand. It's so bad. Like, I don't know. I didn't know like why his character. Comforting. I hated his character. Um, I will say I the get f- it. it was, I get it being comforting. I think it was like I, I only recently learned about comfort shows. Yeah. And to me, I don't. It's like, I don't know. I will say the other friends I have that from high school and college where we just would like smoke weed and watch it over and over and right. over uh, all fully into adulthood and I still watch it. We did mostly have pretty shitty childhoods. You so maybe weed it was and watch like it. yeah, later. Okay. Not in high school cuz I was right. Christian, but uh maybe it was like 
oh, the shittier your real home life is, oh, yeah, the more you so, want to watch this squeaky clean life. Yeah, it's so clean and nice and everyone gets along and it's like, yeah, it feels like they're they're with each other even though stuff happens. Like they, they don't abandon each other. Or yeah. So not to plug the Mark Paul Gossler podcast because actually his How could co-host I find very annoying. Who's I think I would have been a much better choice. You know, plus you we would the, have the sexual tension that the show is missing. Were you in the running? <laughs> no, this is in my mind. Yeah. Because I think the, guy, the guy's like a comedy writer. It seems Dashiell something. Dashiell? That's his last name? Can't remember. Tom Dashiell? Now I feel Senate bad talking Whip. shit, but I, I'm sure shit. he's a very nice guy, but I... Dashiell. Uh, he's not my favorite part of the show. I'll say that. Yeah. <sighs> Don't tweet at him. Um, But... The best thing about it is that Mark Paul Gossler, maybe because of the partying or MPG. something, yeah, MPG, he has no memory of Saved by the Bell. So you can be like... That's not true. He can't... He literally has like blocked it out. So did he get like raped every week or something? <laughs> like something had to have happened. I don't know. But don't, do you, don't you have like big chunks of your adolescence that you just can't remember? Nope. <laughs> Well, what a nice life. But seriously, <laughs> do you have big chunks for your adolescent? Like big chunks? Like uh, huge... Of my ch- like younger childhood and junior high, but not high how, school I remember pretty how well. How old was he? Well, he was like 12 to 19, I guess. And so hmm. Dashiell, they just break down every episode. So he'll be like, oh, and this one, Zach kisses Lisa. And he'll be like, what? Like, I don't remember that happening. Like, he doesn't remember... The plot of the show. But think, that makes yeah. sense. I think that's more a function of him working on something because um, uh, I've had issues with, like on podcasts a lot of times. Like people will quote stuff back, things that things I've said, and I have no recollection oh, of yeah. saying I've it. Oh, yeah. I've told you about something yeah, you did on okay. Superstore, and you're like, I don't remember that at all. I think it's so, because in yeah. the moment you're not thinking about it, and because it's being recorded, it almost is like it just goes away. But it's not like you're watching it back. Because you're not living your life then. You right. Are, you're doing yeah, so something. it's that plus 20, 25 years or whatever. So it makes sense. Oh. Also, he just doesn't. his memory, like... You're using your short-term memory there because you're remembering lines. Yeah. And so if you remembered everything that happened and you were remembering lines, you wouldn't have any space left, I think. That's true. I, I can't yeah. remember any of my lines from old stuff. Yeah, it's hard for your brain to do both at the same time. I think that's what it is. Like, we just cracked it. We cracked it. Yeah, so he wasn't being raped. He could have been being raped. I hope he wasn't. Or he could have been raping himself. Not, not raping <laughs> himself. He could have been like raping other people <laughs> and because it was so traumatic for him because he shouldn't have been doing it that it was like, you know, yeah, I just read um, Meryl Marco put out like a graphic novel. Who's about that? Meryl Marco? She's a comedy writer. Like she wrote on Letterman for years. Okay. She's, and she also dated Letterman. She's like an author. She's Her books are so good. What is she else has she written? They're all like biographies and memoirs or no? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is her first graphic novel, which she also did the art for. But she writes a lot about Damn. sort of memory art and, and printing and how... Like, why she just retained these totally meaningless moments. Like, how does it get imprinted on your hippocampus? Like, why do I keep this information for the rest of my life? She writes about like, it Like, I remember what I was wearing on, you know, at a birthday yeah. party I went to when I was eight. But I can't remember who the party was for. Or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Yeah, memory is weird. I, I only recently learned about that stuff, like, you know... 
<clears throat> the whole Steve Renazizi thing where he thought he was in the towers. <laughs> do you think that's what happened? What do you he mean? legitimately thought he was in there? Yeah, this is what I was about to say. It's oh, the same okay. with, with Brian Williams. Remember how he got all this shit because he's the, the news anchor. They oh. said he was uh, pretending to be in a plane that went, a uh, helicopter that went down that he wasn't actually in. Right. He was in the helicopter next to it and saw it go down. And Renazizi was working on Wall Street and, uh, you know, he was in the midst of this entire thing. Guess what happens is, is that people have these, uh, tr- when there's something traumatic happens, they share the memory of the trauma because even though they didn't happen to them directly, it's almost as traumatic. Mm-hmm. And some weird thing that happens with trauma and memory where you remember it as it happened Your to own. you yeah. as a form of empathy. Yeah, so that just, happens a lot. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know, Steve. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. It, but he also would tell the story a lot. This is what I've heard, like, in green rooms and stuff. So I think the more you, the more you tell it, repeat this information, the more real it becomes. Oh, definitely. Felt actually real to him. Yeah. Which is kind of thing I kind of feel bad now for those people because obviously there's cases where people are totally full, full of shit and yeah. stuff and saying stuff for clout of it. But there's some cases when it's something like that where I think, like, man, I mean, I misremember stuff all the goddamn time. This happens a lot between siblings, especially oh, really? if there was trauma in the family. Yeah, you think yeah, it happened we'll, to them. I mean, well, I don't know. it happens to the other but person. But I know, yeah, it happens in my family sometimes. Oh. And not like major memories, but just like, oh, remember when we went to this? And then one of my sisters will be like, that was me, not you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? I yeah. feel like it was me. It actually happens more often the other way around. Though. I think my sisters misremember. They take, they steal your memories. Me. They steal them. Yeah, they steal my memories. That'd be a good podcast. They stole everything. I'm the stole youngest. Memories. <laughs> they you took have... all my shit, including my memories. Oh my god, they stole your fucking memories. <laughs> it is weird that that happens, though. Or yeah, or you've just someone in the family has told one story so many times mm-hmm. that, and you're obviously very close to this person because they're your sibling, and so right. then all of a sudden you just like teleport yourself into this memory and then decide that you were there, but it'll be like, oh no, it was. The other sister or neither of you was there. It was you just like, have to remember it like a few times and say it out loud and it's in there. Yeah. It's so funny because people talk about people lambast people for having these, you know, fake memories. But at the same time, we're all, we all know that eyewitness testimony is a, is a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we know it's what 70% inaccurate, some crazy yeah. shit like that. And it only can be accurate at all if they get them like immediately you know like within minutes and that's when people are the most shaken up and traumatized yeah yeah so if you were like did you see a guy with the red shirt oh yeah yeah yes it was a guy with the red shirt yeah Yeah. instead of saying what did you see um man i saw he i think he didn't have a shirt on (laughs) yeah and it's yeah super effective if the cops are also Highly racist oh yeah definitely plant messages so meryl marco i guess i like memoirs i don't know she journaled a lot Uh um as a kid she journaled every single day every day for like 15 years without become a writer yeah exactly and even on you know days where nothing happened the book is called we saw scenery because there's one diary entry where she's like we went on a vacation we saw scenery and that's the whole thing (laughs) and there's like no details (laughs) um but she will read this stuff in her journal That'll be like eight-year-old Meryl is like, you know, I'm obsessed with this boy. We're going to get married. And it was like, I'll never forget this moment. And then she's like, 
literally don't know who this boy is. The Jesus. name doesn't ring one single tiny bell in my brain. That's so how crazy. is that? Yeah. I can remember most of my classmates' names from third grade. I can too. It's, that's fucking weird. I but think. we un- but we mostly went to school together for a lot of years, so it yeah. kind of makes sense. There's like I remember with this one kid who was the poor kid in the class, and how he got made fun of. <laughs> I remember him, like his name and everything. This he day. smelled bad and stuff. I don't know if he smelled bad. I, I mean, this is so long ago. <laughs> it's just a couple fleeting things. But I remember, like, oh man, it's weird to think about that now, so long after, where it's just be like, oh, what a terrible, what a terrible thing. <laughs> Oh, I know. Like, all these things that you can remember as an adult, as, as a kid, you didn't realize how terrible they are. Yeah. Because you had no point of reference at all or anything. Yeah. And there's just, yeah, that, well, as a kid, you're just like, some people get bullied. I, mean, yeah. I can't maybe pinpoint why. And then later you're like, oh, because he was poor, I guess. Uh, well, this kid also, he, he was looked, disheveled. And he looked like a, a target. I always smelled like cigarette smoke. Really? <laughs> like reeked my parents smoked inside both of them yeah so all and in the car windows up so my hair i can't even imagine now if i encountered like a seven-year-old kid who reeked of cigarette smoke that would be so weird it'd be weird you probably call cps on that shit i know yeah i was just like dirty and my hair was always tangled and i smelled like cigarettes (laughs) were you like you didn't get bullied though for it did you um i think i did but those I don't know if it's a function of being the um, the youngest, youngest yeah. or living in a chaotic household. I like I would block a lot of it out. Like yeah. I didn't. I don't think I ever really responded in the moment. But I was always a quiet and like really good student too. So I think okay. that saved me from some of it. Because if you bully a kid and you're like you're poor and you smell like smoke, but I always get better grades than you, then mm. you're like I'm like you're dumb. You're just no, you're stupid though. So which one's worse? Like. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm not going to smell like smoke forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I feel like uh, you, I can see you being like someone trying to bully you and it failing. <laughs> yeah. Like falling on their face and they become the target of bullying because <laughs> they failed so miserably yeah. trying to bully someone who was like, oh, come on. She's so easy. She smells like smoke. She's ready to go. Look at her. Just fucking say something. And it's like next thing you know, that person gets like fucking... Remember Ten seen feet you, tall. Yeah, I remember seeing you open for Tom and someone said something and you just had like this such a quick comeback to always this huge theater full of motherfuckers who are like, you know, still getting seated and stuff. It was fun, so funny. Like, oh man, Thanks. not getting bullied probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I think I've always had that kind of, I mean, it's almost a cliche now when people are like, haters are going to hate. I yeah. just, yeah, I think because my siblings were so awful to me. That they're so good at bullying, they're nice to me now. Yeah. That it was like a kid in my class. I'm like, you got nothing on this crazy bitch at home. So I don't even register it. Plus, I went to Christian school. So I think there was also this like, you know, I mean, it was a Baptist school. Like Mm -hmm. we read the Bible every day. So there was this emphasis on kindness and being meek. What would Jesus do? Yeah. What would Jesus do? So it was frowned upon, I think, even more than at a regular elementary school. Right. Because it would be like, that's a sin. If you're mean to another kid, that's a sin. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, a lot for kids to carry around. But yeah, I'm sure I was bullied many times and didn't even notice, really. Did your teacher ever try to talk to you about Christ's justifiable anger? (laughs) No. I remember asking about that. We have this teacher, I think he's since died like fucking oh, everybody. like when he turned over the tables yeah. at the temple yeah 
And he said that was justifiable anger. Yeah. I was like, okay. Because Christ got mad a bunch of times, right? He did. That was the main one. And that's always a funny um, lesson for like evangelical Christians to bring up because mm-hmm. the whole the whole culture is about money. And so yeah. to keep teaching us this story where you're like, oh, there were money changers in the temple and Christ lost his shit. He went fucking buck. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but y'all are collecting money from people every week. Like, isn't this like mm-hmm. we're having bake sales? I mean, it seems to all be a business. It is in a way. It is a business. They're constantly raising money. And then, you know, mega churches are... Oh my they have God. millionaire pastors. Yeah. It's so gross. Did you read that book by Reza Aslan? What's it called? It's about Christ. It's kind of about the historical Christ, not so much the like, no, but of I've Christ. heard, but we've had several um, pretty good. podcast guests bring it up. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll add it to the book club list. It's, I mean, we do a book club now. Read the first half. It's like you're fucking, you get it. Okay. I don't know if I even finished it, actually. I need some water here. I'm getting parched. This this uh, Diet Coke is having the, had the unintended opposite effect. Please. <laughs> Should I play a song while I get some water? It's all right. I'm not playing that shit. Bell. That shit fucking. You know what that is about Say Why the Bell that gets me? Is it feels like, um, uh, you know, some people hate Lisa Frank. Mm-hmm. It's that. Yeah. It, it or some people like, love Lisa Frank too much <sighs> because of the cheese. It's like the willies. I get the willies from it. That's me. It feels like um, being in Target uh, at night in the winter and having to pick out school supplies. When You're it's describing, a- like, my favorite thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, we're going well, on the road together, yeah, folks. <laughs> but the fucking the nighttime in the winter in Minnesota is different. It's, like, it's deeply sad. It's the saddest thing in the saying. world. I know what you're saying. It does have a sad component. Sad. It's bleak. It's, it's bleak. It's alcoholic bleak. It's yeah. like It's like, oh, the house burned down. We're going to have to live here now. We're going to buy a tarp. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't experience anything like that at all. It was bad. So maybe we'll find a second to stop talking for a second here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing this in our turnstile song. I had to get up to get... This isn't even playing. Get the water. Just get water. Just just host the podcast. Ready? Host it. Okay. Well, Johnny Pemberton, Amy Miller, going... I'm just plugging. Yeah, We're going on tour. I feel like... And you don't have to respond because you're in the kitchen. I do worry a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to be like, let's go to the mall. Let's go to Dave and Buster's. And you're going to be like, let's eat mushrooms and hike through some cactuses. And I'm going to be oh. like, I'm too hot. I will I'm definitely sweaty, be going. Johnny. I will definitely be going to Dave and Buster's. And I will oh, not be doing yeah. any type of hiking because I don't do that. On tour, Okay. I do two things. I do a few things. I get as much sleep as I can. Yeah, same. Because if, if I'm it's tired. It's hard to sleep, too. You're in a different yeah. place every night. Yeah, but you have to just sleep. You have to sleep till noon. Yeah. Unless oh, perfect. you have to travel. Okay, I was worried you were going to get up at 8. No. And be like, let's get breakfast. I think that's dumb. I don't get that at all because I feel like the reason I like doing shows is it makes me happy because all you have to do that day is I, I wake up, I eat something, mm-hmm. I go to the gym, or I go running. Excuse me. I'm trying to write a little bit. And uh, prepare for the show. Did you not belch so much during the podcast? I got issues. They didn't really pick up that much, did it? <laughs> okay, okay, good. You know this what I mean? is reassuring. Well, and the other thing is, it's hard to sleep because you're in a new place. Yeah, you're in a new place, it and sucks. if you if you do two shows, 
And it's so social because oh, especially we're going to be out there, we're going to be selling merch. You can't just sell the mm-hmm. merch. You got to talk to everybody, bullshit. Taking speed. Pretend like you want to talk to everybody. Right. And we do. We do want to meet our true fans. Um, and then, yeah, by the time you get back to the hotel, you're like amped up. Got to get two datelines in at least. What's that? Oh, Dateline NBC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a uh, forensic oh. files. Oh, okay. Oh, that my mom falls asleep to that every night God, you're for the, years. You should listen to the theme song to it's it right so now. It's so good. And that guy's doom, voice. Doom. Oh, he's the best. It's I think comforting. He's, uh, still, I think he's still around or he just died. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, I um, think he died in 2016. He's buried oh with David Bowie, actually. Intro. Oh, my God. It's the best. Here it is. Ready? Yeah. So good. It sounds like early cure. Like this could be a cure song. This is a rapper who samples it. I can't think of his name. He's just like goth rapper. God, I wish I could find it right now. I'm not gonna be able to find it. Hand in glow. Just like the cure. Yeah. Oh, that's the Smiths. <laughs> yeah. It's just got that '80s British sound. Second. Why did I give valuable time? Why does it keep doing this? Sorry, my. Th- One more time. Oh yeah. And he's like Linda Johnson, 43 years old, Linda found Johnson dead in found. her living room. That guy's voice is great. What is What is My mom's name? hearing's going a little bit, and she falls really? asleep to that every night. So if you stay with her in the next room, you know, in her guest room, it's, bla- it's blasting for hours. <laughs> and then I have to turn up my TV all out so I can hear my shit. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've seen everyone, like, probably 100 times each. Oh, my God, I bet. I'm like, aren't you dreaming about murder? Because you just have all this, like, murder stuff coming in while you're asleep. That's what Brendan used to say when you're like traveling. You you see the forensic files so much, and it just makes you. It's like there's got to be some that tolls uh, tolls on your brain to the toll it takes on you to be watching all these fucking murder shows all the time. It's not it's not good. Well, I will tell you that there is no murder show, mystery, or movie that she cannot predict the end to because she's like, oh yeah, you know, she'll be like the saliva or whatever. <laughs> like she's really? like. Pretty much a forensic scientist. I now. am not that way at all. This song, <laughs> this is a song by Bones, Return of the Pimp. This is. This song is so fucking good. This it's is, about, oh. It's about to kick. This is the forensic files, isn't it? The interstitial part? Yeah, isn't this is it? It's like mid show tune. <laughs> it this rips. Is, Oh, it's about to get really good. Or unless this is just the, uh, what do you call it, the instrumental. His name is Bones? Yeah, all caps. That's the name of my mom's dog. My mom's dog. He's a lab, a chocolate lab. CD MP3s Just low The drugs never slow Stow 
Oh, this is the best. This is the last line. Could never ever change, bitch. Still the skinny pimp with the black blade, bitch. Whoa. <laughs> I love Still it. Still the skinny this is a white, white rapper? Pimp. Yeah. I should have known. Still the skinny white pimp with the black blade, bitch. Let me see a picture of Bones. Uh, I mean, all the pictures would look like, it's like, it looks like How an album cover. I feel like I might be wildly attracted to this man. <sighs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, what does it take? Here we go. Bones rapper. You pretty rapper. much have to be white trash, I guess. Look at that guy. That's he's guys. hot. Oh, I'm surprised he doesn't have any tattoos. I was expecting a lot I think of tattoos. It, you got to either go... One way or the other. You can't just do... Get a couple anymore. Yeah, you have to be like fucking face tatted up or you got to be like clean. Like, what's wrong with you? You're I'm going to start. I'm going to get covered. I have one tattoo. You're I not have gonna get, No, you're not, are you? Yeah, I am. Why? Um, I just, I don't know, I'm maybe. ready. You're ready to what? Just cover up my whole body. Just to never act? <laughs> I'm not never... acting now. Yeah, but it, it, that's, some, that's a weird... I was talking about getting a... A neck tattoo. I thought it would be actually cool. This Here's is the lady comedian guy. way. We turn 40 and just get covered in tattoos. Who else has done that? Margaret Cho, yeah, Roseanne. Margaret Cho, Margaret Cho is, was a recovering addict, right? Yeah, like so I still have time to get an addiction. But I'm going to probably start it Roseanne got a bunch of tattoo. <laughs> there you go. That's a good picture of Bones. Look at that. Yeah, he's, he's kind of gorgeous, actually. Yeah. I had no idea what he looks like until you even said something. But that's my thin pimp right there. <laughs> Still the skinny pimp <laughs> with the thin, with the something black blade. <laughs> I just love that. Black blade is really fun to say. This it whole, feels good in your mouth. Some of this shit is unlistenable. It's so just like, <laughs> listen to this shit. Ready? Like control art. Oh. It's just too dark. ADHD, go press the AC. Yeah, I guess this is good. What am I saying? I'm just like a fucking dirty motocross. Used to crawl like a frog. I love it. He sounds like he just woke up. Looks like he's got a fucking like bottle of oxy. He's about to shake it. You ever seen (laughs) the wild, wonderful whites? Uh, Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all (sighs) time. Me too. Hillbilly Mating Call. (laughs) Remember that shit? Yes. I think we talked about it last Uh, time too. I I want to talk more about these fucking tattoos. You really gonna get tattoos? You think? I think I want to. I'm not really gonna cover my whole body. No, I definitely am going to. I'm worried because I'm a pussy and I'm worried about the pain. And then Adam is like, it's not that bad. And then this is why people start and then get covered because they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Um, he has quite a lot of tattoos. More than ten. Definitely. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bunch. Um, and I just, I don't know, because it, it's just 40 years of the same body. Well, it hasn't been the same the whole time. Yeah. I was a child for a while. <laughs> it's actually changed many times. But it's just like, I don't spice it up. You know what I mean? It's either that. I mean, I'm not going to do crazy shit to my hair. What do you mean? I'm not going to get a septum but, piercing. But even crazy shit to your hair, it's like it's just hair. You can change it anytime you want. It's I not know. That crazy. I want something permanent. What kind something of tattoos nice would you get? Something nice to look at. You know what I mean? What would you get? Um, I don't want to talk about it. Why? I mean, I want to. I don't want to. Oh, wanna... you opened it up. We no, no. Talk about I want to talk about the tattoos, but I don't want to get into specifics. Cause it's it cause it is a commitment and so I don't want to be like this is what I'm getting, I'm I getting know. Popeye the Sailor Man. You don't have any <laughs> ideas. Do you have any ideas? I do. I have several ideas. Oh, but you won't talk about them. Well, they just sound stupid when you explain it. You know what I mean? 
it's always stupid. If one it's, is just a piece of art from uh, an illustration that, from that's a, not stupid. A book that Stu- I grew up with, my favorite book as a child. What book is it's it? Green Eggs and Ham. No, okay. it's not. <laughs> Um, no, I'm not going to say what book it is. And then the other one is kind of floral plant related. Mm-hmm. Not palm trees, not poppies. Mm-hmm. Maybe like number 10 down the basic like California girl list. Right? I don't know though, because I asked my tattoo artist that I was... T- well... <laughs> <laughs> My friend. Yeah, like this is like you've been researching for, well, research for about 10 years. I and really I have. Like, God. Well, I have so many friends who do tattoos. And so yeah. I, I asked, like, is this, like, tell me honestly on the level of basic 110, how much do you put this on women especially? And she was like, oh, almost never. I've, like, actually mm. never done one of these. Yeah. So. Um, so it's fine. And it's just, you know. You got a child's S- face on there at all? Sam- <laughs> dead child's face? <laughs> um, Imagine having like a dead child's face in your neck and you show up to work and they're like, um, uh, we didn't know about your, they didn't tell us. It's like, oh yeah, my kid just died. And they're like, and halfway through they're like, I'm just kidding, it's not, I don't know who this kid is. <laughs> There's a kid on Forensic Files. Yeah, I kid just look cool. The, I thought I looked cool. baby died. It's Steve-O as a baby. <laughs> Said I got on my neck instead of my back. That would be great. It's just myself as a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but with a different God. color hair. Uh, I gave myself a mohawk. That's baby me with a mohawk. <laughs> that would be a cool tat. Yeah. I don't know what I want to... If just I got to respect one. my inner child. Adam and I have talked about getting a little raccoon. That's, That's cool. the only one I'll tell you. Because our cat looks like a raccoon. And raccoons are... They have the same pretty bo- good. body type. Generally and good. coloring. Uh, actually, sometimes we get raccoons in our courtyard and are not completely sure if that is the cat or not <gasps> until we're too close. And then oh, it's man. like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's a big old fat striped cat. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I want to go really big for my first one. How like big? Like on my leg. Yeah. Like, what? how would you describe like this five size? A, I would a describe that basket? as six hours, five hours. Five to six hours. Yeah, that's, that's pretty Damn. taxing. That's nuts. Um, maybe more like a, maybe like a volleyball. A volleyball? Circumference. That's that's big, Amy. That's I know. Take a long time. It's gonna be pricey. I just, how much? Probably uh, five hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars, yeah, maybe. That's what I'm expecting. God, they're so expensive. They deserve it if they're good. Yeah. It's really hard, and when you do it really well, it's like pretty incredible, actually. Yeah, I don't know if I, I want to get in there one, but it's it's like a thing where you can only have either have one or you have to have like six. You can't just have two. What do you have right now? This I got this one a couple years ago. <laughs> nice. It's my crawfish. Perfect. Yeah, I still can't believe I had this either. I'm not and a that's your only person. one. Only one I have. And you weren't um, shocked by how it felt. It was fine. The pain? Yeah. Um, I wasn't. Well, funny story. I did pass out, but it's because. I mean, this sounds like a me trying to cover for her. This is even even when I did pass out, she was like, don't worry, I won't tell anyone. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. If, what do you, I'm trying to hide this. Yeah. It's like I've had my fucking large intestine taken out. I don't give a fuck yeah. about that kind of stuff. It's because I was so nervous about breathing mm. because I thought it would make her mess up. Oh. I was trying to hold still. Oh, so no. I was breathing really shallow. Mm. And it was like a thing where she said, like, anytime if you want, you can take a break. And I said, um... I think I want to take a break now. I think I have a bit of water. And then she said, okay. And the next thing you know, I was like 
<laughs> and I was out for about like 10 seconds. Whoa. And Britt was there. And, uh, you know, because she was getting a tattoo after me, the same same girl. And they were like scared as shit. They woke up. And I, when I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, I'm alive. <laughs> I thought I had died. <laughs> I thought I had like gone. I literally. That's dramatic. Had an image that I was in like the classical cartoon image of hell with like stalactites. Whoa. There was like little demons who were fucking with me. Johnny, you're not going to hell. Come on. Well, I just thought it was... That's somewhere in your subconscious that you think you would. Um, I think sad. it's more just... Hell is not being alive, I think. Yeah. I, I was I was in like the demon... I was in a demonic realm. I wasn't... Right. I didn't think I was in hell. I just thought it was in like a hell place. Yeah. It was terrible. And I woke up. I was so relieved to be alive. I mean, we finished the tattoo. It was fine. I told her I just like needed to start breathing actually instead of being like... Mm -hmm. doing some weird shallow breathing and then it got easier after you were back awake um yeah i think the thing is all you have to do is just breathe like it hurts which is like this like yeah like lamaze yes because i was breathing like it didn't hurt my body was like hey um trauma response something's happening here and you're not acknowledging it and I think that's what did it to me. I know. Pain is so interesting. One of the yeah. things that really uh, pushed me over the edge and I was like, I'm going to do it is it's so stupid. I got my teeth whitened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's nope. fucking gnarly. Oh, I bet it hurts like shit. Because it doesn't hurt at first. Mm. And then the longer you sit in the chair, because it's just ultraviolet light on your teeth right. and you're just sitting there like watching TV or whatever. And they're called... the they named it. They're called zingers. And so you'll just get one sharp shooting pain from your tooth. Like all the way. It feels like it's no, coming out your I eyeball. I don't do that. But it's random. So I'm like. Nope. I'm literally doing like a beautifying procedure mm-hmm. that's painful as hell and so unpleasant. But in a random way, a tattoo would be consistent pain. Also, it's not mouth pain. Predictable. Mouth pain mouth is pain the worst. Mouth pain is the worst kind. It's inside it's, your it's head. Your yeah. I'd rather have a toe Ooh. removed without anesthesia than have certain mouth things done. And then after the procedure for about a week tops-ish, they'll come back randomly. Zingers? Like five or six a day after when you're just at home. You just get another one. And it's, you know that feeling when like shit one sensitive... <laughs> The birds are singing. One sensitive tooth hits like something cold and you get that like flash of pain. It's like that times a hundred times more painful. So it's quick, but random. And I'm like, I'm never doing this again. No, not at all. You you just drink a lot of black coffee? Yeah. uh, I mean, I drink coffee with milk, but I drink coffee every day for like the past, you know, 20 years probably. Dang. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to try it out and I got a group on. I'm probably need to get But I would not go in. back. Cuz you can just do the same treatment at home but every day instead of this is like an intensified Shortcut. version. Yeah, you More sit effective. at the dentist for an hour and uh and it uh, that dentist was kind of an asshole. It was like a very Beverly Hills dentist. Wait, a dentist an asshole? Where it was like in Los Angeles? Yeah. No. <laughs> Beverly Hills, like I was just getting whitened, but he was very much like you know, we can just 
switch all these teeth out. And I'm so like, I'm talk, not really. Like, you know, we can switch this out <laughs> no. if you want to. He was fully white. No, he if was like an old like, Jewish man. We can do this to you. You know. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dracula. I'm a Dracula. That's basically what that sounds you like You think that Armenians are Draculas. Um, and that mm. is questionable. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> I was actually doing an impression of Dracula. But I do think they're in this gray area. You where made it. You interpreted it as Armenian. They're technically white, so sometimes, I mean, I guess technically you can make fun of other of Armenians, but they were also slaughtered, so then you can't. They were, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, doesn't seem like we're missing in the Burbank. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, if you've ever been to uh, this place, I, <laughs> I have an Armenian doctor and I was, oh, we talked about this really? bit that I've been trying to work out and I'll keep trying to work it out when we're right. on the road where what we were talking about, like, uh, you know, like it's important to think about your articles when talking about race. Like we all know what slurs not to say, but if you say like the blacks, the blacks, blacks could go either way or yeah. like. Oh, Amy, or like, Amy's bringing a friend for Christmas. Mm -hmm. She's queer. Fine. She's a queer. We might have to have another talk yeah. with dad, you know? And so I was trying to work that in to talk about my Armenian doctor, who is a wonderful woman, but she is, has a bluntness, you know, that I would love if you were my neighbor and we right. stand on the lawn talking shit about the other neighbors. Which and then I'm here. like, we have one. Fucking love old Armenian shit These talker. People, they're, bad. they're bad people. But she'll just be like, like I'll be getting a pap smear and she'll What's just, that? <laughs> Hi, what the hell is that? Like she'll be fully like in my pussy and then be like, you need to lose weight. And I'm like, wow. in my pussy? Like, I'm like, you know, in some cultures, a fat pussy is a real asset. That's like but a I'm mom just, thing like, to say. I'm, I'm literally to... like, why? You know, and she's like, he's not healthy. And I'm like, okay, but also you're telling me everything, all of my health is perfect. Yeah. So my blood sugar, my blood pressure is low. My blood sugar is normal. Cholesterol's great. Like I'm like off the charts in perfect health. Right. On paper. But she's like, yeah, but it will change. And I'm like, but it's fine now. But while you're inside my vagina, you just want to remind me, hey, yeah. you're getting a little fat. <laughs> like, and so I tried to end the joke with like, what do you want? She's a fucking Armenian, you know, but people did not like it. Really? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, technically they're white. So yeah, same thing. Like we kind of can make fun of them, but also they were massacred, but not my doctor. Wish she yeah. had been. <laughs> and Mass people got so bummed out. Really? Yeah, I mean, you can't, it's hard to talk, it's hard to laugh about genocide. What genocide? But, she, <laughs> <laughs> but also, she's an asshole. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's like, my doctor's Armenian? Fine. She's a fucking Armenian? I'm mad at her. That's racist. Not okay. It's the article plus well, It's not racist. Swear. It's nationalist, right? Because they're not a race. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So like I can say, oh, fucking Irish people. Fucking Scots. Fucking yeah. Norwegians, fucking Crim Crim Crimeans, <laughs> fucking goddamn uh, Czech Republicans, goddamn fucking Lithuanians. <laughs> That's a real one though. Everyone hates the Lithuanians. Really? I've heard that. I actually did a little research about it, and mm -hmm. evidently Lithuanians are a, a the Jewish Lithuanians are different um, from a long time ago because they study the Talmud in a different way. And there's some sort of I can't remember. I mean, this is all just 
blatant misspeaking, but there's something about Perfect. Jews from Lithuania Welcome that is different. Welcome to blatant misspeaking blatant, with Johnny misspeaking. But there's something, if you read, you know, if you actually do the research about whatever it is, it's a different, uh, basically they banded together and oh, were, so oh shit, they were smarter than everybody and they banded together, so people hate them because they're so successful. <laughs> they're That's like the, thing. the hardcore. There, like American... Racism is very general and dumb. And if you're like, you know, let's say you're like a racist on the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know a fucking, you hate Puerto Ricans and Mexicans, but you don't really know the difference, you know? Yeah. And that's also like a lot of Asian hate. Other parts of the world, it gets very specific. Other parts like, of the they world. Know, like, they're like, this is based on Other parts history. Of the, yeah, history. They're also clothing, like, clothing. Like, oh, we hate them and we, you, we will teach you how to hate them. And oh, it's, yeah. It's okay. A hundred percent. Racism exists. The idea, like the stuff that we do in America, other countries are just like, why do you bother? Why do you care? Yeah. Really? You care about diversity? We don't care about that. Yeah. We care about stopping diversity. <laughs> yeah. We have our all of our prime minister. We want to stop it. Yes. We don't want to like yeah. inclusive. What do you mean? You mean allowing more Koreans into Japan? No, we will not do that. Yeah. And there's and it's yeah there's. Countries that, like, this is obviously a stereotype, that, like, hate and fight with each other, that white Americans are like, well, I hate both of you equally because I don't know the fucking difference, you Or know? it's like, oh, I love those places. Yeah. I fucking love that that kind of rice and that kind of rice. I love both of those things. <laughs> and, um, I don't give a shit because we're in America. They're my neighbors. The brief time, I when I was in college, I studied abroad a semester in Paris, mm-hmm. and... This is also a stereotype, but in general, Parisians especially, but to some extent, all of France, really loves black American culture because they're like, oh, we love jazz, so we love black Americans. But in Paris especially, like, they fucking hate Algerians. Hate. Yeah, but that's different. And so, and it's religious hate and it's immigrant hate. Yeah. But, um... You know, a lot of, especially the younger generation of Algerians who maybe are less religious and, like, you know, wear sort of more modernized clothes or whatever, like you know, third you call generation. it. Yeah. Then, you know, a racist Parisian sometimes can't tell the difference until they talk to you. But then if you're, you know, you start speaking American English and then they're like, oh, phew. Just carry around a saxophone. Because we hate a different kind of black people. And yeah. you're like, oh, well, I don't like you now either because, yeah, just carry on a saxophone, some drumsticks, maybe. <laughs> drumsticks are the easiest. It's like, yeah. You just be like at a cafe, be like, hey, um, well, excuse moi. <laughs> well, that's why a lot of, um, you know, black writers and especially jazz musicians oh, yeah. would like live in Paris long term and hide out because Copenhagen they too and Denmark is a big thing. Yeah, they didn't experience the same kind of racism, even though. Other dark-skinned folks are yeah. experiencing extreme racism there. It's even beyond racism. It was also just that they appreciated the arts. They just love. Yes. They're like, oh, we'll pay you. <laughs> and that's what I would tell our Algerians yeah. while I was there. Come up with some good arts that they like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what will save it. It's too late. Save the relationship. <laughs> Ooh, Muslim? No thanks. Yeah. That's yeah, the big thing, isn't it? Yeah, people truly hate Muslims so much. It's well, there's a lot of them, so they're winning. <laughs> they're winning. They're winning. Well, I guess. No, I don't think we can really. <laughs> I mean, they are. 
I mean, they still, if we're talking about in the numbers, Western European countries by and the, numbers, the U.S. By the numbers, the Muslims have got on lock. Yeah, but They're they also winning. still experience a lot of violence. They do, but they also, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't <laughs> have nothing to say. Yeah, they experience a lot of violence, but also at their own hands, too. Sure. I don't have a solution to this. <laughs> I mean, this is not really the show to figure out. Um, so, hi, welcome to backpedaling. International with, uh, conflict. Hi, my name is Jason Smith. <laughs> uh, welcome to bath. My, my name is uh, my name is Bill Davids. Hi, <laughs> welcome to backpedaling. We're talking about how people die at the Hodge or on the reg because they get trampled. Did you know about that? I looked up um, crowd deaths recently for fun. Oh, good. If you look up crowd deaths. This is not really... Oh, after that Jewish celebration with all the men, did you see that video? It's so insane. I won't watch the video, so I'll just look at the stats. A couple months ago. List of human stampedes and crushes. And this the cool thing about this is it starts in 1807 is the first one. Mm. But if you look at this, if you look at the 20th century, almost the vast majority of deaths have happened in Saudi Arabia. 1,400 people died in 1990. At the Hajj. Whoa. And then it happened again in uh, Saudi Arabia, 270. Like the biggest numbers posted are all Saudi Arabia. So what happens, like what is the trigger? Something falls down or well, it's just too many people in one place? I would place? say when you get a bunch of fanatics in one place, bad shit happens. Right. And well, no, it's a, not all fanatics, obviously, but you have people who, a, a percentage of... Muslims are probably from a fanatical sect. I think that's probably... Also, it's just poor poor planning, right? Well, yeah, but I'm wondering, because like at that, at that Jewish celebration, it was a bunch of risers that collapsed because they oh. were... It was too many people, and they were jumping up yeah. and down, and then, and then everybody just trampled each other. Like, I'm wondering, what is the thing that kicks it off? Kicks well, because they're all the trying trampling. to go to the same place. Right, but what's the rush? I think you know, with that many people... Slow down, everybody. God, look at this. A stampede in Baghdad. Take her easy. 953 people died in a bridge collapse in Baghdad in 2005. Yeah, bridge collapse. Fucking Christ. I mean, if you're going to have... You basically can't have any structure. You can't have a bridge. You can't have risers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have that many people in one place, you just got to be on like a nice, flat piece of grass. Maybe some... Sand. Saudi Arabia, 2,400 plus in 2015. At least 700 pilgrims were killed. Overcrowding incident during the Hajj. The, uh, the overall number of pilgrims is around 2 million. So they have such big numbers. Um, far less than the previous years. They don't say what started it. Yeah, I, I don't. I want you to know it doesn't say pilgrims in what Johnny's reading. He's just do- adding that. It says pilgrims. <laughs> it says pilgrims. Pilgrim. It says pilgrims. That's crazy. So that one incident is more than almost all their ones combined. It's really sad. It's sad. And but you know what? I think, I mean, I haven't proven this. Jesus. But I'm pretty sure it's much worse if it's only men together. More people will get trampled. 100% has to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no, you know. Well, men are also expendable. Every pilgrim for himself. We've talked about this before, the men being are expendable, essentially. To me, yes. Well, they know it. We all know it. We all know that we're like, you know, first in line. To, yeah. You, know, you should be at least. And that's why you guys eat pills until you go to sleep forever one yeah. day. Because it's like, well, I didn't. They don't care if I die. Well, I made $100,000. I guess it's time to just see what takes me down. 
I mean, we're all expendable in our own ways. Like, we, yeah, we don't send women to war, but yeah, we do just not... murder them on a regular basis. But men, men do die more. <laughs> yes, what does you have mean? a lower life expectancy, yeah. for sure. And you die younger. Well, it's just man-on-man violence. Yep, man-on-man violence. It's dangerous to be a man. I That's was what... also trying to write, or I write a tag for a joke that I've been telling about tall guys and short guys. Right. And I'm like... How short is a short guy? Oh, that's interesting. Um, it's a very Jiminy Glick question, isn't it? How short? Emmy Miller. How short is a short guy? <laughs> I don't know because I don't. I'm not super tall. Well, I'm five five okay. and a half. Um, I guess like under me that. or under because that yeah. I I I'm the only one I have to base it on. Five six is short, I think, for a guy. Yeah, five six five, and under. Five seven is short for a guy. It might be, yeah, around there. Yeah. Five, six, five, seven, and under. But I don't, but I don't notice it. Like, I didn't notice Adam was short and small. Okay. Until we were, like, in bed together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, there's just, like, not even a judge. Like, you know, we're so attracted to each other and everything. But I was just like, oh, there's just sort of less man here yeah. than at other times. Right. It's not like a judgment. It's just uh I just it noticed liter- it. It literally is a judgment. But <laughs> no, I, it was just an observation. Observation, okay. And that, that I was surprised by because I didn't think of him as a short person until we were in bed together. That's my new thing to justify uh, <laughs> racism. It's just an observation. <laughs> we all know that... Uh, no, because I love short guys. We all know that Puerto Ricans are just dumber than Cubans. It's and just no. an observation. <laughs> it's not... It's, it's, not <laughs> it's an observation. We've just observed it with our Cuban tests. I just tests. noticed it. Yeah. I want to clip out this podcast. Um, please, just mm. let's delete the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's a pro short guy joke. And right. so I'm like, what, like women are like, I, want, I like tall guys so I can feel safe, but we're most likely to be murdered by our partner. So I'm like, True. are you trying to get choked out faster? Because I'm looking for like some spindly arms, weak little fingers, yeah. you know? And people got so bummed out about it. I only tried it twice, but... But they're like, oh, like people dark, just groaned in dark. Irvine. Yeah, oh my, but it's well, fucking Irvine true. Is, Irvine is Irvine. And so, Lai, why do you want a big, huge, strong man when that's the person most likely to kill you? But they want it for one reason and one reason Honestly, alone. Honestly, no arms. That's what I want. <laughs> a tall guy with no, no arms. No arms, no legs. But tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be kind of cool, tall guy with no arms. That is cool. Or just one arm? Or is that still... You if can choke if your hand's big enough. You can choke someone out with one so arm. Maybe like six one. Because you one can arm. hold, you know, someone down with the weight of your body. Yeah. Yeah, six foot one, skinny, one arm. The only reason to like someone tall is because it's a genetic thing. Well, it's a status thing. It's a genetic thing. But genetic uh, status is genetics. Yeah. Well. It is. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to pretend like I do. <laughs> I've I read part of some books. That. I've read most of some books that talk about this. No, because that's like, that gets into weird eugenics territory where you're like, yeah, I'm just more, we're going back to race, more attractive right. to white people. That's genetic. And it's like, no, that's also the culture seeping into your brain because you've decided something has more worth than something else. Um, Maybe culturally it could be the case. If, if you live in a culture where, Certain, a certain race is almost 
predominantly or anything body type and i think yeah. tall is a body type but it's Almost also but it's it implies health well certain i mean yeah what, but so does being chubby if you're looking at history because it means you're eating and that's not something that's valued in but our not, culture not um there's different versions of it right like it's all about shape isn't it it's not about like like well, dimensions. It's about I know there are all these studies that are like people choose more based on um, symmetry yeah, of facial features that's just true. than anything else. Yes. And that, you can argue, is an evolutionary thing. But I don't think you can argue that liking tall people or a certain race is genetic. No, it's because your dad was tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all 100%. that shit is. My dad was black. So okay. There you go. <laughs> that's what I'm Simple into. Simple as that. <laughs> Or your dad <laughs> hates black guys and you hate your dad. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many things that go into it. But also because there is a bias against short people, then, you know, tall men end up just being more financially secure based on bias that then you're like, oh, I, if I meet a tall guy, the likelihood that he's successful is much higher yeah. than this short dude unless I am at um, the horse races, and he's a jockey, and but he could be very successful. But a lot of times <laughs> shorties, are they work really hard because they're like got Napoleon complex, and so you have a guy who's oh, like... Oh, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's so much of what my joke about. It's is like, about, yeah, get someone who tries. Yeah. And like tall guy sex is so sloppy, unwieldy. they're like, yeah, I, I don't care, you know, I can <laughs> fuck anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in the Raya pilot program. But then you deal. get too tall, and the whole thing... Your whole theory goes out the window. Because totally, because you're is a freak. The, <laughs> yes. You're a fucking freak. That also is less healthy. Your life expectancy mm -hmm. is lower. You're gross looking. <laughs> uh, I don't want to touch your you. Your facial features are stretched out. You look, you're scary your to me. Your arms are tangling. I'm wondering what's wrong with you. Your voice is too low. Your Adam's apple is too big. You make me uncomfortable. <laughs> I find myself getting away from you. I'm glad you like... don't live very long because I'm too scared when you're here. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We don't know. I love a short man. Short men, um, this will be, this will be out before we tour, obviously. But, uh, short guys, um, look out. The shortest one, okay, because then sometimes they'll come talk to me after shows and right. be like, what's up? And then I'm like, oh, I have a boyfriend. Um, and then they're bombed. But maybe mm -hmm. the... Hottest and smallest one. Hottest and smallest? He was truly, he was like yoked. And his name was Enrique. Uh -huh. And he was like very well dressed, gorgeous face, probably not kidding, 5'2". That is he incredibly came up, short. Well, yeah, he came up wow. with like the most swagger you've ever seen mm -hmm. to be like, am I short enough for you? And I was like, oh, ooh, you Enrique. It in your yeah. yeah. Yeah, that happens both super tall guys and super short guys come up now after that joke. That's funny. And they'll be like, what's up? You built it in. And I'm like, low-key, you're way too small, Enrique, but also like you did this with such confidence. I do love you, kind of. Because you have to, that's what you have to do. Are you going to do new, new material? All new material? This, this. Uh, I'm show? doing a mix. A mix, yeah. yeah. But I might be... Now I might be preparing for something, which I can tell you about off mic, but... Wait, tell me... I um, might have to just, like, figure out this 30 and do it. Wait a second. It. Let me see if I can play a bleep and you can just tell me so we don't have to stop recording. Because we're about to, we're about to close up. 
Well, I'll just tell you after. I mean, you know, can guess one of the things it could be. It's not, you know. Okay. Well, either way, so if you're if you're preparing for this thing, what does that mean? Then I, because I like to fuck around, and I like to do new stuff and try stuff I wrote that day and do crowd work, mm-hmm. and I just won't be able to do that as much, which does kind of suck, because I just started having so much fun doing stand-up I after agree. the pandemic, because I, I just like stopped caring. Oh, I mean, do we talk about this already? We might have in person. I talk about this with a bunch of people at this point, how, like, the fact that pandemic obviously sucked and we couldn't do any real, couldn't do real comedy for a while, mm-hmm. how now when I do it, I, I feel like it's like doing it for the first time. Like the yeah, first, it's so fun. Kind of back when I was, like, four or five years in when I was first starting to, like, oh, yeah, I get it's this now. Big sets, yeah. Big sets. I can feel like I can I can uh, not bomb. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that now, but it also but feels like. But I can experiment. Like, yeah. Can experiment, but also feels like when I used to just improvise almost every set, like every set. Yes, I, I remember that. I about doing that. Go ahead. I mean. Why not? Plan for the best. Hope for the best, plan for the worst kind of thing. And you'll probably still end up building some stuff. that Because yeah. you always have these nuggets that you're like, well, I do want to go back to that because I want to build it out and because it was getting laughs. Or I just want to use it like a, take, take out this fucking crusher I got in my back. <laughs> hey, you guys, yeah. uh, you guys have been liking this improv stuff? Watch why I just crush you. Oh, wait, it doesn't have the same tone and rhythm <laughs> as improv stuff. It bombs. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know. People really respond to it. And it's not, and I have been doing prepared material because do, I've been doing hours. Right. But... I Hour. and Ugh. I love that exercise of going like doing crowd work and then weaving back into the joke and trying not to change the sound of my voice, right? It's literally like yeah, when you're um oh my god, when yeah. you're playing a part and you're like I know this line really well and I keep sort of forgetting this one, but I need to keep my tone the same so that no one notices. It's and my, that's it's my expert, that's my ability. <laughs> that's been really fun. So I'm not, obviously not complaining about having an opportunity, but it does suck that on this tour I might have to be like, boom, boom, boom. This is my 30. I need to build the out, the order and, you know. I mean, it's obvious what it is. That's great. It's not that obvious anymore. What do you mean? There's multiple 30-minute opportunities out there. No, you just said build the hour. You just, you just blew it. <laughs> you really did. You literally just did blow it. So sorry, Amy. This is Bert Yanch. I don't know why I feel like. Do I like this song? So far, I like the sound of the drums. Sounds very hollow. This guy does not have a blanket in his kick drum. It's kind of a downer. I can't end with that. What should we end with? Something fun. What song do you want to hear? Um, want to hear a reggae song? Plastic a lip and a plastic sure. a whip. This is a good one. Plastic. Always feels good. Plastic I Wear by John Wayne, I believe. Plastic do you think I people wear. are going to come see us, Johnny? Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> they will, right? Uh, why wouldn't they? Yeah, it's going to be the show of a lifetime. Um, people will. I'm gonna be doing like a prepared set, and Johnny will be unprepared every time. I think this that's is actually the a good theme combo. for our show. It's a good combo because <laughs> I realize I can't get enough sets in beforehand to really prep a bunch of new stuff, and I also do because I'm working, I'm writing something, um, 
And so I can't let that affect me. No. We're gonna have fun no matter what. You know, yeah, we are weird. This song is fucking fire. This is murder. Ugh. She's just dead. Amy Miller. Amy Miller was on a podcast here. Army Miller. Army Miller was on the podcast. Thanks for being here, Amy. People can check you out online. They Google Amy Miller Comedian. They can find everything they need to find, right? Absolutely. AmyMillerComedy.com. For all my dates with Johnny Pemberton. This is how the reggae DJs at my radio station used to talk. This right here. This is John Wayne. This is John Wayne Plastic 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 Eventually you're like, play the song. Right? W Beva. He's 18 years old. W Beva's Talasi. Wagwan. I saw my drink drug and some of them I drink beer Me buy one free beer and one for baby dear I show you never know me say it really gone clear Me say plastic away, me say plastic away Hail jam and become it now it gone clear we we Plastic away, now me say plastic away Hail jam and we know it now it gone clear we Wipe and wear it name, wipe and wear Hail jam and become it now it gone clear If it dirty you just wipe and